This is Financially Fit with Jeff Smith. I can tell you after you understand that it's out of a place of love that you want to help each other out, it goes a lot smoother. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jeff provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Get your money and your plans in shape. And now, here is Financially Fit with Jeff Smith. Welcome back to another episode of Financially Fit with me, Jeff Smith, your host. And along with me, as always, is my good friend, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I want to remind people right off the bat mm-hmm. that if they're not there right now, to go to financiallyfitradioshow.com because that's the show page they can listen to this show, past mm-hmm. shows, and subscribe as a podcast. That's right. Yeah. So I've been great, though. I've had a great week. Uh, a crazy week. Mm-hmm. We have so many pets in our house and kids. It's just, it's, it's insane. How about you? How's your week been? <laughs> about the same. And it's been crazy. You know, we have uh Halloween coming up here or, uh, oh, yeah. you know, and that's been something that, uh, you know, the kids are super hyped for, but they're older now. And, uh, so, you know, my son's on this, uh, he's like sort of on the edge where, it's really not appropriate for him to go out anymore. My daughter's definitely uh-huh. past that point, and so she's too cool for school. And um, right, you know, and yep. uh, so it's kind of that weird tween age that uh, you, they don't know what to do. But uh, I think right, we're going to just camp out in the uh, in the uh, driveway with a little you know fire pit and hand out candy to the little kids and and enjoy that. How about you? Yeah, sure. Light a fire in your driveway. Attract the kids. <laughs> Why not? It's one of those little <laughs> fire pits that, you know, you toast marshmallows over and that kind of thing, you know. That, that's, the, that's the whole idea. Yeah, well, my kids are, are 13, 15, and 19. So I've been through that, you know, where they where they kind of graduate out and they can't really trick or treat anymore. But it is, I think you've got a good idea there that basically what ends up happening, what we've found out is that they have their own Halloween parties yeah, or they still get together and dress up and go over to a friend's house and hand out candy or, right, right. you know, they go up and down their block, even, even as older kids, uh, when they reach a certain page, there's a middle period where they won't want to dress up or they're too cool for school. Right. But then there, there'll, there's a period where. I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to go trick-or-treating with my friends and get a bunch of candy. Exactly. I mean, free candy. You know, free and as candy. long as they're dressed up, the, the right. you know, parents will hand out candy. But I like your idea of just building a fire, seeing if it scares away the kids <laughs> or draws them in. Yeah. I'm pretty certain it's going to draw them in. It's not going <laughs> to, I, you know, we're not going to do the old bonfire, you know. Yeah, not you're, oh, you're it. not just going to pile everything you don't want in the middle of the driveway and I mean, soak it in gasoline and light it? You're starting to give me some ideas. I mean, yeah, no. Have some no. Old stuff I know you're not sh- a pyro. Old stuff in the shed that needs to go. So maybe that's <laughs> just don't burn tires. Oh, well, <laughs> that's definitely not going to happen. Uh, yeah, no, no. A little fire pit in the driveway and handing out candy sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's not uh, super cold. It's you know, it's like that forty-five to fifty degrees at night now. Yep. So it's like, yeah, it's not terrible, but it, it'd be no. nice to cut that chill with some uh with a little oh, yeah. fire you know so anyway yeah i think that's a great idea and hand out some candy i 
I our kids and our family always love Halloween. I mean, you know, for some people they don't like to celebrate Halloween. They mm-hmm. think it's bad. You right. know what I mean? Right. But uh, I've never had a problem with it. Nah. It's just it, it's a fun time, especially if you live in a nice neighborhood where all the neighbors are kind of hanging out, yep. bringing their kids around. I think it's a real community thing. I do too. Yeah, I I take that same approach, and I, regardless of the uh, undertones, I think <laughs> I think that uh, I think it's just fun to to see all the kids out getting candy and enjoying it. Just like you said, it is a really good, strong sense of community. And, and I definitely enjoy it. So I used to take the kids out and Sarah would stay and hand out candy. And, um, you know, it was always just fun to see the neighbors, talk to the neighbors and, you know, it's a good time. So, yeah, the kids are doing well though. The school season, you know, school is in full gear, you know, and, uh, Oh yeah. We just had a, um, I took Jackson to, um, he had a weightlifting tournament this past weekend and, uh, Oh, he's into that too. So you're into that. So yeah. you probably got him into that, huh? Yeah, he he got another medal, second first uh, place um, finish for him in uh, in the two times he's competed. So we're really pleased. It seems like he's found sort of his calling there. So so he came in first in two different competitions. Yeah. Yep. One in June wow. and one uh, here in October. So. Wow. Okay. Well, congratulations. Yeah, it was pretty cool to watch. And uh, he's, uh, we're looking at seeing if he qualified for uh, youth nationals. And uh, so, wow. Pretty exciting. So, wow. He's a weightlifter. He must be in good shape. Well, he's a big kid and he just throws. How old is he? He just turned 13. So he's throwing. Wow. Wow. Throwing ridiculous amounts of weight around. And uh, mm-hmm. well, he gets that from his dad. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think you so. You like throwing your weight around. Oh, wait, no, that's different. That's something different. Yeah, that is a little that's bit That's something different. <laughs> no, but we're, we've been we've been busy, and, you know, the the uh, fall softball season is winding down for Olivia, so it's been, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of dashboard time and uh, yeah. here and there and everywhere. So you know the drill. Oh, yeah, I know the drill. Yeah, my daughter uh, next week gets her driver's license. Oh, my goodness. I'm, she turned 16 and, and is taking her driver's test next week. That so that, that'll be scary. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> appropriate that our Halloween show is about scary things. And, yeah, uh, it is. That, yeah. Is one of yeah. Them, that is one of them. This is kind of our Halloween episode, even though, uh, you know, uh, people are probably listening to it after Halloween. I know. Uh, I know. But you know what? I mean, obviously, at this time of year, we're talking midterm elections. I wanted to ask you oh, about yeah. that. Do you have clients that get concerned when some big uh, political yes. upheaval happens, like a, a big election? Like these midterms are big, you know, bigger than most midterms mm-hmm. because there's a lot more meaning behind them. Yeah. Uh, it seems anyway, what, no matter what side you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that something that uh, you think about or look at as far as how it's going to affect like financial portfolios? Well, out of, um, you know, out of these types of things, there's opportunity, you know, no matter what happens um, from a political standpoint, that's something that, you know, we can only control by going to the booth and casting our vote. And that is our power and that is right. our right. Uh, but beyond that, we we have to sort of hold on loosely, you know what I mean? And just allow whatever happens. A little 38 special reference. Right I mean, there. you know, I had hold to hold on loosely. <laughs> I had to, I had to sneak 38 it in, special, you know, I. You know, I I got my 80s fixed today, so there's uh, <laughs> all right 38 special. 
<laughs> but uh, you you really do because I think too too much of our emotions are caught up in this, and I think you know uh, our country is so wonderful in that it has its checks and balances, and so regardless yeah. of the political environment, you know there's there's challenges in those in different uh, you know uh, powers, but you, you know within it are opportunities. Right. So I think um, the biggest thing that we have to do is sort of um, is rein in our emotions uh, about results on uh, on that political spectrum and just focus in on if we're dealing, you know, if our focus is on our retirement, if you're in the political forum and you're, you know, somebody that deals with that, obviously, uh, if it affects your job or it affects something, that's different. But as you know, as uh, American citizens that uh, our job is not the the politics of, of the of the country. Uh, you know, we have other opportunities within those uh, you know th- those results to uh, sure to either you know uh, you know. And so, if things go down, if the market goes down, we have opportunities to purchase at a, at a low point. If the market goes up, we ride it up and and maybe look at opportunities to to sell some of the overperforming stocks, uh, overperforming you know. Uh, securities that we have and look to shift it to something that might be in, in, uh, uh, you know, safer grounds and, and look for opportunities within, you know, what happens next. So sure. I don't, uh, I try not to, um, get so caught up in the, the political side of things. And, you know, I, I have clients that, you know, it's from one end of the spectrum to the other where, you know, some people uh, are like, Oh, there's, there's an election. And then there's people that are like, uh, the world is coming to an end if, if it doesn't go our way, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's interesting, sure. you know, in, in trying to, uh, you know, try to keep that in focus as far as what your most important points are or what, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with your financial life. It is kind of closely related to, to politics. There's no doubt about that. There, it plays a, uh, important role. Yeah, it could cause a bump or yeah, a drop or definitely. an increase in the markets. You know, stock markets go up and down sometimes based on political upheaval or political change. But in the long run, it, it, it usually corrects itself anyway. Right, exactly. And that's the, that's the whole point. Depending on where you are in the cycle, you know, if you're trying to, if you don't mind volatility, if you're younger, uh, you're in your 30s, 40s, and, and even early 50s, you know, some volatility uh, is not necessarily a bad thing if you're able to take advantage of, of opportunities within it. Right. But if you're, you know, if you're in your sixties and you're looking at retirement in your seventies, that, uh, you know, that sort of uneasiness is not something that you really want to, you know, meet head on unless you know exactly what you're doing and, and, uh, are able to make the, the right trades at the right time. Right. Um, Plus if you're tr- relying completely on a stock portfolio, and you're in retirement, and you're pulling money out of that each mm-hmm. month, or at least every year, if not every month, you're pulling money out to live on yeah. out of your investments, and the stock market does take a, a nosedive, mm-hmm. then you do have to be concerned about it. Well, right? and that, yeah, and that's where you start to try to mitigate that risk. And if you're yeah. looking at income planning, you know, income planning is very, is vital. And so, you know, when we, when we sit down with folks, we try to um, you know, take the variables of, of, uh, you know, market fluctuation completely out of the equation. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, uh, cause you want to take advantage of gains when, when they're up and, and sort of protect yourself on the downside. Um, and so what we, 
look to do with folks a lot of times is say, okay, what is your baseline need for income? Let's achieve that with something that is not going to uh, be all over the place uh, with the market, especially if it's volatile. And then we look at opportunities within uh, within those market cycles uh, for the remaining amount of, of assets that, that people have. And that's a, a really good strategy that we found has been very effective. So um, yeah, that's what, that's what our primary focus is uh, these days is mitigating that risk. Yeah. Yeah. To mitigate risk and that you work hard with your clients to help them do that. And of course, as you always tell me, Jeff, it's based on everybody's individual personal situation. There's not, uh, you have a lot of strategies that you use, but it's not a one size fits all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not everybody's the same, but we see a lot of the same, uh, situations, especially with folks who have a lot of money that was in their company sponsored or government sponsored, uh, retirement plan, like a TSP oh, yeah. or a 401k. And, um, you know, the, the other thing that, you know, that we want to talk about too, Tony is, you know, we have this thing called the stockpiling syndrome that I found that is happening more and more. Uh, with, well, what's that? What's a stockpile? Uh, that's what syndrome. I call it is the stock stockpiling. Uh, and, and what that is, is where people just continue to pour money into, um, you know, taxable buckets, uh, and they stockpile it for the government instead of looking for ways to, you know, spread that out uh, over different tax strategies and, and income strategies. So, uh, you know, I often, uh, when I meet with folks, you know, and I ask them, Hey, what, what, what is the purpose of this, you know, of this pile of money, you know? And it's to look at it, you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of some folks go, look, look, <laughs> what, yeah, look, look what I, you know, look what we've done. And, you know, we're, they, you know, the husband nudges, uh, the wife, uh, with his elbow and says, look, look how well we did this year. You know, we're up, uh, 10% in our portfolio and, you know, and, and, and everything's great, you know, but by 70 and a half, when you're starting to be required to take some of that money out, it's not fun anymore you know, because you have to pay taxes on that coming out. Right. And, and by 75, it's an absolute problem if you haven't dealt with it. And, and so, what do you call that? The stock? I call that the stockpiling syndrome. And, stockpiling uh, syndrome, because when you first said that, I thought uh, Stockholm syndrome, uh, which is completely different. That, the Stockholm syndrome. That, You've heard of that, right? Yeah, that's marriage, right? <laughs> <laughs> You start to fall in love with your captor. That is that is marriage. <laughs> that is the Stockholm syndrome. You start to fall in love with your captor. <laughs> yes, that is, is marriage. That is probably some of the best advice and w wisest words you've ever spoken oh, on well, this show. I mean, I try. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> That's funny. Uh, are our wives listening right now? Oh, or? I can guarantee they're not. Well, at least mine isn't. <laughs> And that's the which only you, that's the only reason I can say what I just said. So yeah, which is why you made that joke. So exactly, um, I guess I'm the one that brought it up. But stockpiling syndrome—it's true. People have this. Uh, they they just their whole goal is to grow their stock portfolio, which is a mm -hmm. good a good goal, especially if you're in your 30s or 40s. But as you hit your mid 50s and beyond, especially in retirement you got to look at what you're doing and think yeah. about it. Well, one I of the mean, most powerful conversations I have with folks is, you know, what is your money doing for you? You know, uh, and sometimes we get caught up in this idea that we just have to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. And that's true. You know, we've been taught that 
uh, from early ages, but then what, you know, what are we going to do with it? What, what is the purpose behind that, uh, that accumulation, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have to ask, what is this money for? What is it doing? What is it going to be used for? What is the purpose? I think that's so important to have a purpose. I mean, is the, is it eventually to use for income in retirement? Is some of it for legacy? Is some of it to leave behind for a charity? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, there are, it really helps to earmark it and know why you're saving and what it's going to be used for. So, you know, okay, I need to put some of it then in safe money. So it's principal protected at least. So it'll be there for that at some point. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I mean, you have to have money on the side that if you have emergencies, you have to have purpose behind each one of those types of uh, you know, setups, you know, we, we set up buckets, you know, that's what we call it sort of to just as a, you know, as an easy way to label, but we like to set up buckets of money and put them, uh, you know, label them and say, Hey, this is for income. This is for accumulation. This is for travel. This is for emergencies. This is for the kids. You know, you have, you, you have to set these things up and have a purpose uh, have a label on them and identify them. And, and are they keeping pace with what you're trying to accomplish with each one of those? And, you know, that's why having an advisor is so important. You know, one of the things that we, you know, I, I sort of, uh, I, you know, I had, I've had some situations where clients come in and, you know, they say, well, what do you, you know, what is your, what do you, what do you do kind of, you know, <laughs> what, what is it that you actually do? Right. And, uh, you know, why can't I accomplish this with a, an online brokerage and, and you, you, you know, some of this stuff you can, uh, and it's not all, it's not always just about the accumulation. And so it's not always just about, uh, the stock portfolio or the annuity or the CD. It's really about making sure that there's a plan in place, right. And executing it. So, um, I, like for example, I had a client, uh, or a potential client come to me and, you know, I did, a, a substantial amount of work on it, Tony, where I put together, you know, um, an income plan, uh, which worked with the, you know, that worked towards their estate goals, which was, you know, to leave some kid uh, money for the kids. Um, we had some accumulation goals and we had, uh, you know, some tax, it all had to work with their tax strategy, which was to try to move some money from taxable into maybe a Roth or, you know, and we were talking through this and we had done a lot of reporting and, and modeling and, and that stuff. And, uh, and then when we got to the end, you know, uh, the client, our potential client said, you know, I really was thinking that I would just give you half of my money and half to another broker. And, uh, w is that something that you are interested, you know, would be willing to do? And I, and I, that's you know, interesting. Yeah. So I, and I immediately said, no, and it's not, that's not how I work. And it wasn't just because I, you know, I wanted to be greedy. It was because I said, you know, I can compete with anybody, but at whose expense is that going to be? If it doesn't meet your goals or objectives, then what's the point? Is it just to get us to compete against each other? Uh, and to what end is that, you know, going to benefit you? And, um, and so, right. You need a, you need a balance, but it's not, uh, that's not how you're going to accomplish it, especially right. when you have a trusted financial professional, a fiduciary like yourself, mm -hmm. who's a, a financial advisor who can do look at the overall picture and then make a, a plan based on the overall picture. Uh, you mm -hmm. can't plan with, you know, half his money over somewhere else doing you don't know what. Right. Know? 
and, and that, and that not point. not being part of an overall plan to achieve his goals it's it, that doesn't make sense no and that's that was the whole point so what we ended up doing is i said you know i'd rather you you know take your time and and if you want to work with me great you know i i really do but you know because we we have these you know these goals and and uh you know we have these models set up and um and yeah, so if he if he wanted to be with the you know other guy, I, you know I support that, but I don't want to compete uh, in a way. Not that I'm I'm probably one of the most competitive people you you'll want to meet. You know, I mean that oh, yeah. I compete with everything, but when oh, it com- yeah. comes to my clients, I'm not I don't want to compete with uh, a situation where you know they may have to take on additional risk just so uh, I can prove a point or some you know another a broker could prove a point to beat. Uh, what we're trying to, you know, from a return standpoint. So my whole point in telling that story is that it's not, you know, not everything is about a return all the time. Certainly that is very, very important. You want to have the best return for the risk that you're uh, able to endure, but it is not everything. It has to be. But you have to look well, at big picture. Yeah. A well-rounded plan is way more effective than trying to out outproduce the market uh, year in and year out. And if you, you know, if you have some success, that's great. But if you have failures, it's just crippling and it can be yeah, devastating, devastating to the, to the whole, uh, overall goal. So, um, yeah. So my point is that there's more than just, and it, you know, it's such a temptation when you see over the last, since 2000, you know, since the election in 2016, the market has been on a tear. And so everybody is, you know, sort of, uh, you know, doing well and should be doing well uh but when we have a correction like we've seen in the last couple weeks you know people start running for the hills and and it's at the wrong (laughs) times and you know you know what i mean so it's like you just have to rely on the on the on the modeling and on the plan and allow you know these things to to take place because one thing is for sure we're not always going to be up 100% of the time, and we're not always going to be down 100% of the time. We just don't know which times we're going to be up and which times we're going to be down. And right, so, nobody has that crystal ball, and exactly. the market's been so volatile lately. We're, mm-hmm. we're starting to see some of those big corrections creep in, and everybody's wondering, are we headed toward a bear market? You know, mm-hmm. that's the question. Well, if you have a plan in place and it accounts for that, it doesn't, I mean, it matters, but it it's accounted for and it's taken care of. Yeah. And that's the yeah. important thing is planning will out outperform the market every time. You know, as, as long as you have the right plan in place, it doesn't, it, it matters, but it doesn't matter as much as people are putting stock in it. And I don't mean Which that. Which is why we up- call it a SWAN plan. S-W-A-N. Sleep well at night plan. Don't oh, have wow. to like be constantly checking that, you know, stock ticker, right? Mm-hmm. SWAN plan. S-W-A-N. Sleep well at night. Wow. And that's it. what that's what you do for your clients. You give them that peace of mind. Right. And yeah, I mean it's not for everybody. Some people I want to chase those returns and that's good that but that's their their objective, you know, and um but really the most important thing that I found is that people have uh, a goal, a purpose and they execute it through a plan. And that that I mean you really you want to break down these complicated issues into simplicity and make sure that it's understandable. Uh, and by doing that, you, you just set up those those parts of, of your life, your financial life, put them in place, keep an eye on them every year and every quarter or whatever it is, uh, but make sure that they're on track. And if, if you need to make adjustments, you make adjustments, but 
the planning process is much more of a uh, a, a better way of handling it than a return manager. You know sure. what I mean? So trying to yep. trying to manage your returns is much more difficult than managing your plan and your long term goals and, and objectives and purpose. So that's what we're all about is that purpose driven uh, planning. Well, I think that's great, and that's what's going to keep us financially fit, Jeff. On that note, we're out of time for today's show. It was awesome. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Why don't you let our listeners know what you can offer them and how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, so uh, we're offering a 20-minute preview of the kind of work that we do, Uh, and uh, you can request that 20-minute preview by going to financiallyfitradioshow.com. Uh, and fill out the uh, basic information and uh, we'll uh, set that up and and uh, get a preview for you and you'll be able to identify quickly some of the areas that you want to focus on uh, and it's from your perspective not mine uh, so we invite you to take advantage of that it's free uh, and just reach out to us at financiallyfitradioshow.com and we will talk to you next time all right and that does it for today's episode of Financially Fit with our host, Jeff Smith. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Smith at The Insurance Smith. Call 540-371-9777 or visit their website at financiallyfitradioshow.com. Jeff Smith and the Insurance Smith are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 